0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Views, the general topic podcast that takes a topic each week and casts views. This week... I have another guest with me and again it's another familiar voice both to this show and I'm sure in generally in your podcast listening I've got Satsu from Chatsunami, hello. Hi
1: there, it is a pleasure to be back let me tell you.
0: (laughs) I was going to say I've been looking forward to this because I was just checking up beforehand and you were actually my first guest on this podcast. Really? Yeah, had you on here, March 22, I was looking at the episode description, and the first point of it was, listen today to find out what caused a friend of Satsunami's to smash a toasty maker, (laughs) and I remember that story, (laughs) it came flooding back to me. Oh, what a story, poor
1: toasty maker though, I don't think he got a new one after that, Um, (laughs) man.
0: If you want to hear about that, go listen to that episode, because we're not talking toasty today. But I have to say, toasty makers are the most underrated machines ever, I think, aren't they?
1: Oh, they absolutely are. Because I don't know if, you know how you see Americans talk about quote-unquote grilled cheeses and things, and they're like frying <laughs> them up and everything? That always weirds me out, because I'm like... But do you not have like a panini press or a toasty maker or do you not have anything like that? No, just fry them up, it'll be fine. I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> and do you know what? I haven't had one since, well, I haven't had, had a machine for years, mm-hmm. but I remember as a kid having them and they were hotter than the sun. The The insides mm-hmm. were hotter than the sun. And when you got oh. the bit of cheese that came out the side of the breads mm-hmm. and ah, oh, just heaven. Oh, yeah, that's a proper... So Mm-hmm. Grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Actually, funny enough, the only reason I have a panini press is because my co-host and friend Andrew decided to get me one as a gift because he we used to go to uni together and he used to have one. So I would always kind of make jokes to be like, "Oh, look at you you you've now got a toasty maker, you've got a panini press." And then, like for one of my birthdays, I got like this parcel from Amazon. And I was like, what the hell is this? And I pulled it out, and they didn't tell me he was sending it over. And I was like, Andrew, did you send me a panini present? He went, yeah. <laughs> so,
0: That's yeah. a good friend. You keep him. You keep oh, him. Oh, absolutely. A good friend.
1: Yeah. yeah, if you're listening, Andrew, listen to this.
0: <laughs> well, again, like I said, thank you for coming on, because this is actually oh. our third collaboration, because yeah, I had you on March last year, then I was on your show earlier this year, wasn't I, as we we spoke about as dusk falls Mm -hmm. and i've got you on now for a a different show the last time i brought you on it was for it was a gaming related but i like to only do that once with a guest i like then to have a different topic which i think we've done for you or or out of your normal podcasting world so i think we've done that this time haven't we
1: oh yeah absolutely this is a topic that i haven't covered yet so i'm very very excited (laughs) to be tackling it yeah
0: before we give away, well, I keep saying that, but the, the episode description will give it away. So, but before we give it away to anyone who's who's gone straight into this without listening, um, do you just want to, we'll, we'll do all the formalities at the start rather than the end. Do you, do you just want to give a brief overview of your pod and kind of what you're working on at the moment and your socials for people to get in touch?
1: Yeah, Absolutely. So for those of you listening, my name's Satsunami and as Dan wonderfully introduced me, thank you, I am the host of the Chatsunami podcast which is a Scottish variety podcast. We talk about a host of subjects from gaming and films to anime and general interests and of course as you said Dan, you were on as well for one of the episodes for the As Dusk Falls review, that was incredible. So, if you want to catch us on social media, usually we're under the name Chat Tsunami, but if you want to reach out to us on Twitter, it's at Chat Tsunami Pod. And if you want to listen to our podcast, you can hear it on our website, podpage.com forward slash Chat Tsunami. And yeah, any good podcast that really you can hear us on. So, yeah, I feel as if that's us. Um, don't yeah, worry, just I won't look, for red just yeah. look for the
0: red panda. Just look for the red panda
1: yeah that's something that i've been forgetting to say more and more after.
0: <laughs> but seriously if you're not already press subscribe on on the chat tsunami podcast i know i know people are gonna say you, you have to say it but no i do love your podcast um oh thank you it's just the variety you do so you'll be talking so at time of recording this goes out in a few weeks but time of recording you're you're doing a simpsons month you've done a lot of theme months you've done haven't you done terminate you've done sonic you'll then talk about Random or or you'll you'll do sort of films and and it's everything and it's it like I said I think you've done an anime month recently or a couple of episodes on anime so you really do within your kind of niche you are still got quite a bit of variety.
1: I mean, it's kind of the blessing and a curse of a variety podcast, isn't it? Like you'll know yourself with the amount of like amazing subjects that you do, but it's like. You might not have that kind of focus on the subject, but on the plus side, it means you can talk about anything you want, really, can't you?
0: Oh, I've, I've, yeah, I've got an idea board, and I'm like, basically, now I'm getting <laughs> to the point where on my commute to work, I'm just looking and say, right, what's going to hit me in the face this time? What can I do an episode on? But yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. So yes, yeah, so as I said, hit subscribe for me. If you want to be like Satsu and appear on the show, get you can get hold of me at castingviewspod at gmail.com or at castingviews on Twitter. And yeah, if you want to press subscribe on my pod, please do appreciate that. Now, before we get into the show, let's hear from some friends of the pod.
1: Hey, this is Ken en. from Padawan J from the ODPH podcast.
0: Each week, we talk a parlay of topics. That's right. Whether it's sports, pro wrestling, movies, TV, comics, and more, we've got a take on it. And don't forget, odphpodcast.com for links for Patreon, Public, and the Parlay Point blogs, and much more. Thanks for listening to the ODPH Podcast.
1: Now back to your regularly scheduled show.
0: Right, we are back. So, Setsu, we are going to talk about advertising but more specifically banned slash complained slash well bizarre it all kind of intermingles doesn't it
1: oh it really does and it's kind of a fine line though isn't it it's like you watch an ad and you think how is that not banned and then you watch
0: the banned adverts and you're like how is this banned?" <laughs> you've hit the nail on the head there it's really odd because it feels like well some of the ones that i've picked anyway are complained about and banned for quite an odd reason or a reason that you would look at and think oh I wouldn't have thought of that because they're not anything overly malicious or what's the word not dark in tone yeah but the view in public whether it be parents or something have picked up on a particular thing and like you said there are some that you think sheesh how's that not been complained about
1: oh yeah absolutely there's a couple on my list where I was looking at the kind of year that they were banned in and I was like How did it take so long for this to be banned or at the very least challenged by someone?
0: I was going to say then, I think you might have answered it, were there some, as you were looking into this, that surprised you or you weren't aware of and you thought, well...
1: So one of the ones that comes to mind, do you want me to give
0: examples? Sorry. Well, tell you what, before we do that, if we're going to get stuck into it, I was just going to throw some some info and stats at you and, and the listener. Oh, go for it. We've got the Advertising Standards Authority, so... They are a self (laughs) regulatory, easy for me to say, self regulatory (laughs) organisation of the advertising industry in the United Kingdom. It's non statutory, so can't interpret or enforce legislation. However, its code of advertising broadly reflects legislation in many instances. So ultimately its role is to regulate the content of advertisement, sales, promotions, and direct marketing in the UK. So ultimately they're the ones who say, right, advertising shouldn't be uh, misleading. There should be no ambiguity, exaggeration, etc., etc. Now I was trying to find some stats and it only went into 21 so i don't know if maybe how they report it but the advertising standards authority received a record 43,325 complaints about 22,115 ads in 2021 that was oh. up 44% on the previous year
1: well to be fair yeah a lot of people were at home <laughs> during that well, time. that's true actually <laughs> that's, a, that's
0: that's a very very good point so he said as a result it Amended or removed a total of 20,456 ads. This can say it's not just TV adverts, so it will cover also, I think, online and publications, uh, publication ads. So, online advertisements was the most complained about advertising media, making up almost half of all complaints and up to two thirds of the total number of complained about cases. And the figure had risen by 19% since 2020. TV was the second most complained about Medium, which I get, um, making up almost half of all complaints. And this is the one I thought I mentioned there might be something for you. So this it was this line here that got my interest when I knew you were coming on. As for complaints by nation, the ASA revealed that proportionately people in Scotland are more inclined to lodge a complaint about an ad, whether on the grounds of misleadingness, harm or offence, than people in any other of the nation's. Wow,
1: that is actually quite surprising.
0: Yeah, I kind of was a bit taken aback by that. So how many ads have you complained about then?
1: Um, not many, I have to say. <laughs> I'm just trying to think, because, I mean, considering we're the country that has, like, am Brew adverts and things like that, which are inherently bizarre and everything. Odd. Well, not odd. Surprising. Yeah, I mean, considering we're only, what, five, six million of a population compared to down south. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that out of all the countries in the UK, we are the ones who moan the most. Well, sorry, I just answered my own question. Never mind.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I didn't dig into it a little bit more, but that that was the headline figure. Um, Northern Ireland and Wales are reportedly less likely to complain. Yeah, ultimately, I think that's all I want to say about the ISA. So that was just a little bit of a background to say that ultimately there are, as you'd expect rules and guidelines in place. So yeah, over to because we collected some that well, there's some I remember, and I looked at online to see what the most complained about. But yeah, guests always go first in terms of examples and that. So what do you have?
1: Going back to what I was saying before there about being surprised that it wasn't banned until much later. Do you remember the Yorkie adverts? Yeah, so this is something that I feel as if younger listeners of your show wouldn't, like, maybe understand or be like, what the hell are you talking about? But you know where, (laughs) Um, so basically there was an ad campaign years and years ago where it was the chocolate bar Yorkie, but for some reason they had this campaign where they said that it wasn't for girls. So they had all these adverts of, like, women dressing in men's clothes and having a fake moustache, trying to pass as a man and everything, and it wasn't, fun fact, it wasn't until 2011 that they finally pulled that advert, and I was like, how did it take them so long? Because it was the early 2000s, I think, that it started, and it was everywhere, wasn't it?
0: Yeah and like you said it was very stereotyped so the ones I remember as well the men were kind of like truckers or things like that you Uh know it was was a manly chocolate wasn't it?
1: Oh yeah absolutely because I was actually watching a couple of them just before I came on tonight and I remember it was like this woman who was like very you know stereotypically she was quite short and everything but she had like the comically large mustache, mustache, the um, hard hat on for a construction job, the high vis vest, and everything. And it was just, it was so strange. Um, like, see, looking back on it, it's one of those things that when you grew up with it, you didn't really bat an eye at it. But looking back on it, you're kind of just like, oh my god, how did they get away with that?
0: Yeah, and like you said, 2011, That's I mean, okay, it's twelve years ago now, but yeah that does feel quite late. That was a tagline, wasn't it? Yeah, not for girls.
1: Yeah, literally, it was like <laughs> Yorkie, not for girls. And I mean my naive mind as well kept thinking, is there an actual reason it's not for girls? Because I think I'm pretty sure I saw like a girl or a woman or someone eat a Yorkie once when I was out in public. And like I had this kind of <laughs> just sitting in my room that night thinking she ate a Yorkie but Yorkies aren't for girls what's going on you know it was like my own conspiracy theory I was like what's going on here need to call the confectionery police call the ASA
0: (laughs) (laughs) there's been a breach in the marketing get them I have to admit though I don't now recall seeing a Yorkie advert really since I I don't know I mean it's a very um it doesn't stand out it's a bar that on a shelf doesn't really jump out does it
1: yeah, it kind of blends in with all the other ones. Yeah, I th- I think you're right, though, because I can't remember off the top of my head any adverts they've done, like, recently for Yorkies. Or if they have, it's probably been so toast and bland that, you know, it's just blended in with everything
0: else. Oh, dear. That's actually, that's a really good one. I'd completely, completely forgotten about that. Okay, I had my first one was, do you remember the Tango Slap? oh yeah, you young you're no. probably a bit young really
1: that get tangled yeah. yeah yeah
0: so for listeners we've got a busy soft drink here called tango and it's it's multi flavors isn't it you've got orange orange and apple were like the main ones but i think it's since branched out into all sorts of flavors the ad itself this was back in the 90s it was um there were three guys standing I think it was outside a pub, actually, it looked like, on, the, on a street corner. One of them's drinking from a can of Tango. And then it stops, and then it rewinds, and there's a commentator talking over it. And when they rewind it, then play it forward in, I think it's slow-mo, you see from out the corner, this bald guy who's painted up to be orange, and he's in what looks almost like a nappy, comes running up in a comedic way. And as the guy takes a swig of the can... He slaps him in the face with both hands, doesn't he? Kind of like around both ears and then runs off. And the guy looks shocked. And the ad line is, you know when you've been tangoed.
1: Yeah, the you've been tangoed line carried on well into like the early 2000s. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit here, I don't remember that until I'm looking at the, um, like the images on Google and this looks terrifying. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> it's quite bizarre. It's quite bizarre. And I think the fact that it is sort of from 30 years ago or so gives it that little bit more of an edge now. As I was looking at it, if you'll allow me, I've got a brief sort of output from the, the ad coordinator. Um, so it says the actual idea started out as a joke. We said how brilliant it would be if you had a drink and something shocking happened, but so quickly that nobody else saw it. We also had an idea that it was only when the commentators rewound the film that you could see what happens. The commentators in the advert were actually from an idea we had from another ad, but we decided to mash the two together. We originally had American football commentators, but we were asked to make everything more British. So we got actor Hugh Dennis to do a commentary and contrast that with the dry and amusing delivery of ex-footballer Ray Wilkins. And again, his words, at first we thought the ad would have a fat orange genie who ran up and kicked the drinker on the bum. Of course, the advertising authority at the time said no way. We got the script cleared by changing the kick to a pleasant Morecambe and Wise style slap on the face. I think it's safe to say the little slap got a bit out of hand. We went to the park to do a test film which basically involved us, two grown men, mucking about tangoing each other. As we messed around, we realised the little slap just wasn't powerful enough so we exaggerated it. If you actually ad, the orange man's arms go way back before he slaps a person in the face. We even got jazz performer Gil Scott Heron because of his deep charismatic voice to do the, you know, when you've been tangoed line. And basically, yeah, it continued. And the reason why it got banned was because kids were doing it up and down the country in playgrounds, of course. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it got banned. We had to write a new version in which the orange man comes up and gives the tango drinker a big kiss because... There were I, I never remember if these were just like rumours or there were a couple but there was always the rumours that they were perforating eardrums because they were slapping kids over both ears or people that was ultimately where the complaints came from for that
1: See times were simpler back then because the 90s kids couldn't record getting their eardrums perforated by one another yes. you know phones down living in the moment making each other deaf you know It's just I remember when I was in, like, early high school, um, when mobile phones were slowly evolving, you know, they started getting, like, the very grainy cameras and happy slapping started becoming a really big thing. Well, I say big thing, more like a big problem. So I can only imagine what those videos would have been like if they had that technology back in the early 90s.
0: I clearly remember this ad and I remember it being a bit of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't about to go run out and sap people around the head uh, with a full on arm swing. From what I remember, I think Tango at the time were one of those brands then that tried to always do, and I use, I want to use the word edgy, I know that's cliched now, but I think they always, they tried to be innovative with their ads. So yeah, this got banned. And I love the fact that they kept it the same. They just then made it made him kiss the guy rather than slap him
1: well props to them for being a bit more gentle
0: yes yeah but my last thing on this is i was thinking that it is funny how things get bad you know we can't have good things because everyone gets um gets things banned and taken away but it's like yeah you know, if you think okay cartoons i guess you know even as a kid you should get the idea between real life and, and cartoons but you see worse than kids programs especially at the time and cartoons worse violence going on in that then obviously an over-the-top painted bald man running out <laughs> of a corner and slapping someone who's just drunk a can of tango i don't know or is it just me i don't
1: know i mean that's just nightmare fuel for me personally <laughs> well nightmare fuel for me but it's probably like a you know saturday night in glasgow just a <laughs> just I'm, a balding orange man running at you
0: <laughs> I might have to um I might have to tweet some of these ads out or at least link to them I think yeah if you yeah. look back at it now uh, did you say you'd watched this again recently when I mentioned this or
1: oh no I just googled it there uh, just to double check uh, yeah. and I remembered the you've been tangled line but yeah as soon as I saw that I thought what the heck is that <laughs>
0: This, yeah, it's it's um... pretty tame though in terms of an ad now, isn't it, really? Oh wow. <laughs> oh,
1: Compared to some of the ones we're probably gonna be talking about. Yeah.
0: On that then, over to you for your next example.
1: Well, keeping that on beverages, um, I suppose it would be a miss of me not to bring up iron brew. Which oh my goodness, iron brew has like a long history of having quite Maybe provocative is the right word. Adverts, like, have you ever seen the Iron Brew adverts?
0: No, I I remember there being stories about them, but I don't think I've ever got to see them.
1: Because as far as I know, I don't think many of them were banned in the kind of period I'm talking about. Was when their marketing team actually had teeth. Because <laughs> recently, I've seen the Iron Brew adverts. And for some reason, I don't know if it's just because they're trying to appeal to like an American audience or what it is. Because they're like, "Oh, it tastes like bubble gum." No, it tastes like tutti frutti. And I'm watching this as a Scottish person going, "What the hell are you two talking about? It tastes like iron (laughs) brew, you know." But and this is like in 2022. You're like, "Oh, come on, bring back the you know provocative adverts." Like there was one where they had, I think it was, you know, that scene in Austin Powers. Where they nearly swear, but then it cuts to someone else.
0: Alright, yeah. I like
1: to say some they had a very similar one, but it was like old people drinking the it was like a fiery type of iron brew. And they would be like, Oh, my grandson told me to have this drink, and then they drink it, and they go, Oh, that tastes like and then someone would say, like, oh Shih Tzu, this is my new dog. And you're like, <laughs> Oh my god, how did they get away with that? But the adverts before that I'm going to talk about, there was like a series of black and white adverts. Um, so for, for for whatever reason, I don't know why they were in black and white, but there was ones like a granny going through like a street and, you know, she's waving very nicely. And then she pulls down a beanie hat and it turns into a ball of lava. And then she robs like the <laughs> store of all its <laughs> iron brew. Um, it's amazing. <laughs> There was another one where it was a granddad asks his um, grandson for a sip of iron brew. So he takes his teeth out and then he slurps, like, very loudly. Um, Later on, you had, like, quite, you know, edgy ones where, like, it was the iron brew gets you through adverts. So it was, like, ones where this guy just has a baby with his wife and they say, what do you want to call it? And the baby says, and the wife says, I want to call it Fanny after um, my, after my grand or something like that. And of course for anyone who doesn't know, Fanny is of course very you know, rude slang for someone's private parts, or a woman's private parts, but also if you call someone a Fanny, it means you're an idiot. Yeah, so yeah. In a very rude way, but it means that. So You know, people keep saying, you know, oh, oh, little Fanny, you're just like your dad. And, you know, he's drinking, like, Iron Brew vigorously in the background. So they've always had that reputation in Scotland, and you always look at it like, you know, it's like our comedy version of the John Lewis adverts. You always wait to see what they're doing next. but. (laughs) The one I want to bring up is, and again, it kind of links back to the Yorkie one, um, where it's like this 1950s family, and, you know, they're singing around the piano and the are playing it, and basically the punchline is the mum of the family ends the song by saying, like, I love Iron Brew, even though I used to be a man. And then, you know, the family looks shocked and everything, and they look at her and you know it ends with her like shaving and whistling the theme tune and for obvious reasons nowadays you can see why that would be considered like offensive but I think even back then although I do remember it being on tv so I don't think it caused as much of an uproar like obviously I was outside that kind of community and everything so I wouldn't have been aware of that conversation but you know it was on for like a while and then it just disappeared but I think of all the Iron Brew adverts, that was one of the few that did cause like a lot of um, well, as you said before, complaints from Scotland.
0: When you were saying those, I think I remember the granny one. I, oh, yes. I think I remember the childbirth one, but I don't know if it was more that it was shown on TV shows here. You know, you used to get the shows that looked at funny TV or or, or oh, bizarre TV. Yeah.
1: I remember them, yeah.
0: Yeah, the banned one and the other one, I don't recall at all. So I do wonder if maybe it was regionalised, because we do have regionalised ads here, don't we? I mean, not just yeah. in the UK or, or, say, in England itself, but between, say, Scotland, England and Wales, you would have different uh, on the broadcasting regions, right? But I don't yeah. I don't ever recall that one, I, or, or either that or it got banned quickly.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to think. There was, like, quite a few after that. Because they had that campaign of the black and white ones, and then they moved on, and they had it on billboards and things like that. I I do remember that growing up and seeing them all over the place. And again, I'm not saying like you couldn't turn round the corner and not see an Iron Brew Advert, but
0: they were
1: relatively uh, prominent in the streets.
0: Yeah, sort of, but compared to to kind of mine, I could absolutely see why that one got banned. It's like you said, I mean, it's just amazing how the legislation or what can be cleared. Because one of the things I've got to say, because I saw it in one of my next examples is there is something also called the broadcast advertising clearance center, which does look at ad campaigns beforehand and say yes or no. And I think then the ASA can step in and say, uh, -uh, you're not, you're not playing that anymore. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing how some of them got cleared even at that time, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. The amount of like regulations and hoops they'd have to jump through just to make it safe, but I'm actually surprised that they even got to that stage of hearing it before people complained and went, Well, actually, it's a bit you know risky or it's not a funny joke or whatever. Yeah, it's surprising that they didn't stop it at the time,
0: yeah, yeah were there any any
1: others oh there's hundreds um there was iron brew 32 which was like a short-lived energy drink and the only reason i remember it is because there was an advert where it'd be like someone in a library and then a guy in a bird costume would like crash through the wall and he would have a very gruff voice and he'd be like drink iron brew 32 you know and he'd be like what the hell but it's nothing compared to the tango man because i was thinking did they get as bad because <laughs> the other one you actually reminded me over there i don't know if that one did get banned the one where as you said it's a woman giving birth and the baby's not coming out so the nurse tries to coax her coax the baby out by holding a can of iron brew between the legs. It's, I'm not saying it's highbrow advertising here, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just want to say that. But yeah, the baby takes it, drinks it, and then it fires out. a You know what? You know. Um, Do
0: you know what? I'm, I'm glad you've yeah. done this one though, because your accent, at least, is doing it justice. I don't think I could have. So I'm glad I didn't find this one.
1: Oh well, actually, there is one that I think you might appreciate. <laughs> There's one a guy that was the same kind of ad campaign for you know the one I told you about the fanny one Um, and I can't believe I'm saying that in a very serious way but you know there was a couple of them some more stupid than others like there was one where it was a group of teenage boys fawning over the friend's mum who had like a low cut dress like I can imagine that would have got complaints Um, but the other one which I did find quite funny was it was like a middle aged man who he yeah, his whole um his whole house is adorned in like Scotland uh, paraphernalia. So he's got like the flag. He's got like the yeah. Scotland jersey on and everything. And he sees his daughter come home with her new boyfriend, and the new boyfriend is like from the north of England, and he's got like the England top on. He's got like a bulldog that farts on these, like, Scotland rug and everything, and he's just chugging down Iron Brew, being like, oh, I've got to get through this. (laughs) And the tagline, of course, being Iron Brew will get you through. But after that kind of period, I mean, they still technically show them, but after that, they kind of made it more American-centric, and I've got no idea why, because as far as I know... Well, as I said, they have these adverts where as American actors, or American accents, sorry, that they'll say, oh, Iron Brew tastes like Tootie Fruity. Oh no, it tastes like bubblegum. And they'll oh, be like okay, in the Wild West, or they'll be like in a, you know, like a Sopranos film or something yeah, like yeah. that, or you know, yeah, it just feels very Americanized, and I find it baffling, because as far as I know, and any Americans listening like please feel free to reach out to me and say oh no it's a thriving industry but as far as I remember it's quite hard to get over there other than you know the usual import shops and things but I I just I don't get why they went that direction.
0: Yeah I absolutely don't recall it that's a that's a new one on me that's a new one on me. <laughs> I I'm going to stay with food and drink. It feels like food and drink is where it, where it's all at. And I've got KFC. You, you aware of any KFC ones?
1: Is this the mouth? um, Their mouths are full when they're singing.
0: there's two, right? There's two I found. So you've got the one that I actually found. I don't believe it was actually banned but it got it was one of the most complained about adverts at the time i think it was something like 2011 2012 and for anyone who hasn't seen it because it definitely hasn't aired since then a kfc advert that shows people singing with their mouths full has prompted more than 1000 angry parents to voice their disgust making it the uk's most complained about commercial at the time so far 1040 and i think another number i saw quoted 1620 people have complained about the commercial which shows a group of emergency call center workers singing down the phone while eating their lunches many parents were concerned that the advert encouraged bad manners but the fast food chain refused to drop the campaign saying it was meant to be funny it's not kfc's aim to offend or upset the viewing in public with our new ad and we apologize if we have done so The ad is intended to be humorous and has been fully approved by the Broadcast Advertising Clearance Centre. And as mentioned, they they advise advertisers on the suitability of campaigns before they could be shown on TV. However, the ASA, which rules on public complaints, still has the power to ban or restrict them. So yeah, in two weeks, it got 1,040 complaints because parents thought it was bad. And to me, I think it should be complained about because I just think it was a dreadful ad. And... And like you said, yeah, well, there was I think three women sitting in an office, and they just had their mouth full of chicken, and were just singing, singing sentences to each other, weren't they?
1: Yeah, it's a bizarre advert. Like it's not one you would think that would be complained about. Like what we were talking about before, where you think, all oh, right, an advert about someone getting, you know, horribly. Heart or something like that, you think, oh yeah, that's going to get banned, and then it doesn't get banned, but then you look at an advert like this, which, well, other than it being a bit annoying, it's relatively inoffensive. And then you look at all the complaints, and you're like, really? This? This is the one that you're going to die on this hill for? (laughs) The KFC singing advert? Although, to be fair, if I called a call centre and they were doing that, I think I would be a bit Peeved off,
0: but you see, and that's it. And I thought the nature of the complaint would be more that it showed people in an emergency call centre. Now we don't know. I don't think we know what emergency call centre, but you'd like to think it's obviously potentially to do with, uh, you know, like uh, the the emergency services. Mm-hmm maybe it shows them in a bad light doing that you'd think that would be the complaint but it's not it's purely the fact they're singing with their mouths full of chicken and spitting everywhere and and that's what I said at the start I think for me the amazing thing with this one is what they actually pick up as the thing to complain about yeah I I just found it odd I just found it odd yeah
1: it's very surreal as I said it's not overly offensive but at the same time, I don't get why so many people did complain about it. You kind of think, surely there's, and again, I don't want to pull. I don't want to police what people are offended at or aren't offended at. But I'm thinking, really, a mouthful of chicken—that's your go-to for being offended. That's your benchmark. Yeah, it just made of
0: it all. Yeah, when you say look, I'll go back to what I said earlier about what they're probably watching on kids' TV. It's probably oh, yeah. Worse than that, but it's not the first time K. Or, or sorry, it's not the only time KFC were were causing offence over here. So in 2019, there was a poster and press ad that got banned by the ASA for causing offence. And the work which appeared at bus stations and in the Sun and Metro newspapers in September, as part of a broader campaign, prompted okay, not many, but 40 complaints from members of the public. But you see, only 40, but it got banned. And the reason being was it, it had in big writing, what the cluck, 199 fill up lunch. So obviously, as the ASA said, it's clear that they're alluding to what the F and so it it got banned because of the clear message it was actually trying to do and apparently it again kfc had previously got 13 complaints about kfc's famed fck print ad which was released a year before so yeah it's funny isn't it that the ad that got 1040 complaints was allowed to air but one which again i watch it and yeah of course what the clock you, you get what they're trying to do but it feels again kind of I, I don't know is it inoffensive especially i'm sorry but the sun as well you probably mind you back then they probably got rid of page three then but you probably wouldn't want your kids reading the sun anyway right so yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah like I mean, kids say things like, what the heck, or what the fudge, you know, it's <laughs> not It's not a stretch to replace words, you know, I mean, parents, I mean, I'm speaking right now as someone who isn't a parent, but you know, when you're around kids, you don't say, well, you would hope, you know, you would say, like, be overly sweary towards them, or, you know, near them, so, like, it's not unheard of to kind of change a language to be like oh what the heck oh darn oh swizzle yeah. sticks you and know so what sticks. the clock doesn't seem that much of a stretch but those 40 people must have like high positions of power or something to be like this this advert must come down right now and I bet you they work for mcdonald's well yes yes <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, and, and just thing from me on, on yeah. that, on the what the cluck, KFC said that they didn't agree, obviously, that the word was used as a substitute for a swear word. It instead claimed the word cluck was used as an onomatopoeic reference to the noise made by a chicken. And it also said it was unlikely that children would make any connection between cluck and the swear word, which I find really interesting because technically, children shouldn't know that word, right? Mm-hmm. So... And it feels like there's a really good case there, but obviously we know that it's probably the first word, especially when you're learning a new language as well, you learn the swear words, right? So yeah, find out a fascinating one, but yeah, KFC naughty for, um not naughty for spitting while singing, but naughty for what the cluck.
1: So the next one I've got is a bit more on the serious but farcical side. And Technically, this one didn't get banned as such, but it did get moved to post watershed. This is how bad it was. Well, I suppose there's two adverts I kind of want to bring up. One that I know you'll be familiar with, and the other one you'll probably not be familiar with. So, I'm
0: sorry, and I was I was just gonna say, but no, just for people, maybe younger people, or because I don't know if there's watershed anymore. But we used to have. I think it was nine p.m., wasn't it? Before nine p.m. was yeah. pre watershed, where you could. It was more censored, supposedly, what was on TV. After nine o'clock, that was when children were supposed to have been in bed. And then you could have more edgy stuff, wasn't it?
1: Pretty much, yeah. Like if you like have you ever tried to watch Bruce Almighty or these very tame comedies that are shown before nine PM and they are just censored to hell. And it's like you can tell they've been chopped up and everything.
0: There's an episode have that. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> because but... I swear, I swear, and I, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm not imagining it that Die Hard used to be shown early on in the day, and it was Upiqueye mm-hmm. melon farmers. I'm sure it was. I'm sure.
1: Oh, yeah. Was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a long history of that Please be, centre.
0: Sorry, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm digressing. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: So there's two particular adverts I want to bring up, one relatively serious and one serious but silly. So I'll start with the silly and quote-unquote fun here. Both of these are road safety PSAs, and I know I'm kind of cheating by throwing PSAs in there because they're inherently controversial, they're supposed to be provocative and people do complain about them, but... The one that I saw, and I remember I saw the memes of it before I actually saw the real advert. And this was a road safety advert from, I think it was Northern Ireland. I don't know if it was like a government advert or what it was, but it was a road safety one. And it shows you like this group of children out in the middle of a forest and they're having like a picnic and everything. And it's just like a primary school class. So like really young tiny tots. And, you know, they're talking, they're having fun, and it keeps cutting between them and this young man who is late for his work. So he grabs his keys, grabs his coat, he starts running out, he starts driving at high speeds. Now, the thing that everyone was kind of laughing slash shocked at was there's a scene where he tries to take, like, a turn too fast, and his car goes flying over this wall, towards the kids, to which the car rolls over. But the fact that the CGI was just so over the top, you know, it was like one of those ones that yeah. tries to be shocking to say, slow down, that,
0: yeah.
1: you know, it was just over the top. And don't get me wrong, like, I don't think anybody in the right mind would take pleasure in you know, watching an advert that has kids getting crushed by a car. But at the same time, it was just so... It was just so bizarre. You know, you're watching it and thinking, really, you couldn't have taken like a more serious thing. Like, see if they cut to black or something, just as a car was coming over or something. I feel as if that would have made a really big impact, people would have been like, oh my God. Because right now in Scotland, I don't know if you've seen these, but we've got a really stupid advert going around right now for road safety and it's drive like your grand in the car. So it's like a guy driving down and then a granny is like hiding in the glove compartment or under the seat being like, what are you doing? I can't believe you're driving at 90 miles an hour. And it's like, yeah, we have come a long way. And that actually brings me on to the next one, which is the, I don't know if you remember this one, the 30 for a reason advert, where I think it means... I think it gave the nation collective nightmares, where it basically zooms in, and younger listeners, I apologise for this like um, imagery here, but
0: Oh god, clear. I think, yes, I yeah. think I know the one you're saying now, yep, sorry, yeah. go on it,
1: it focuses on an image of a quote-unquote dead girl, and I use quote-unquote because, you know, obviously they're actors it's not meant to be real, but You know, she's dead and then all of a sudden time starts reversing and, like, her bones all click into place. You can hear it and you can see her getting dragged onto the road and then she has this, like, last gasp as she comes back to life and the tagline is, hit me at 30 and I have an 80% chance of living. So it's basically saying, yeah, don't go at 40 miles an hour. Go at 30 and at least, you know, stay within the speed limit. And it is amazing, though, the difference between the two. Because I feel as if that last one is effective, but I'm not sure if that one got banned, but it definitely got a lot of complaints and it caused a lot of nightmares with kids at the time.
0: Wasn't there also a similar one where it was people in the back not wearing a seatbelt and then flying forwards? I think there was one. I'll be honest, right, as a kid, we used to see these... PSAs in school, they would show you certain things like that. And they are absolutely terrifying. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know we're digressing here, but there's one that always stays with me because I remember the kid's name in it. Obviously, it's actors, but it was called Robbie. And it was where some kids threw his trainers up over, like, I think it was like an, a live electric cable. And so he picks up a metal bar to try and knock them down. And obviously Mm -hmm. gets electrocuted and that has stayed with me all these years later as a grown man that this is how yeah that they kind of tried to get you and and i get they're trying to make an impact but yeah the 30 for a reason i remember being quite discussion worthy at the time
1: funny enough though like going back to what you were saying about the electric psas because i remember even in the like late 90s early 2000s when i was in primary school I always remember they showed us uh, and I think it was a seventies or eighties PSA, I can't remember, but it was in a similar vein of this girl throws a frisbee into one of these like power station bits. Yes, and
0: yes They were yeah. like
1: Yeah, and then they were like, Oh, go in, go get it and then this poor kid like gets fried just by trying to get it, and then his brother goes in Tries the same thing. He gets tried, you've got a two for one deal there, and you're like, Jesus Christ. And they showed us that when we were relatively young. Like, they do not mess around. And I feel as if for PSAs, they do need that kind of thing. Like, there was one I heard of recently. Like, I didn't, I'd never seen this advert, and I don't know if you've heard of this. It's called Sunday Lunch, I think. And it's basically talking about like crime and how if you don't report it to the police and things then it's just as bad as you committing the crime and basically it's like a family who are together and then the mother just all of a sudden brings out a gun and on camera just shoots her youngest child in the back of the head and it's just like oh my god Like PSAs do not mess around for better or for worse because I know that's the point of them but it's probably no wonder why they are the
0: main target for the ESA. Okay, sorry, I'm just realising the time here, and no, we've no probably percent. got a few, a few more to to get through. There's probably one we've probably both got here, which and and so I'll probably let you speak about it if, if you have. But we've got the or well, I've got the Xbox Life is Short ad. Yeah, I've got that. <laughs> that I'll tell you is... what. Do, do you want to discuss yeah. that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, this was a weird one, because I do remember this being on TV and then all of a sudden it disappeared, and I always wondered well, where did it go, and yeah of course they canned it quite early on, but yeah the premise of the advert is it's a woman giving birth and she shoots the baby out, and the baby just starts growing as it's flying through the air and it grows into an old man, and then it smacks the body into an open grave and then I think the tagline something like is like life is short or something, play yeah, Xbox, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a surreal advert. right? yeah.
0: I remember that and I actually think it's I actually kinda like the idea of the advert. The way it's done is obviously is there to shock. So like you said, it is just the kid the baby flies out through the window at the hospital. And it's really fast. And I think the problem is I, I found out about it while well, I was reading about it is because the boy and the man are screaming the whole time. And I think that's why it got banned because it prompted 136 complaints from viewers, including, and and, and this is also. Like I said, people watching are in different spaces. So it included a woman who had lost a baby during childbirth at the time and 20 other people who had suffered bereavements. So the Independent Television Commission at the time ordered Microsoft to withdraw the ad and make changes after viewers said it was offensive, shocking and in bad taste. So, oh yeah, and it ended with the line, life is short, play more. Microsoft insisted the advert designed to spearhead its campaign for the Xbox on the competitive console market conveyed a positive statement about life. But, so yeah, the commission said it received complaints from uh, a pregnant woman and a new mother about the childbirth scene. Others felt the ending was extremely disturbing. Yeah, I think because the man screams throughout his life journey suggests a traumatic experience, which with the reminder that life is short made the final scene more shocking. So yeah, it was banned more because the ad didn't convey any humour to the commission at the time, so it's the fact that the chap and the, the boy and the, the old man were screaming with the abrupt smashing into the grave. That's that's ultimately why it got pulled.
1: Yeah, it's quite a not a violent, but it's quite an aggressive mar- um, aggressive advert. But as you say, that's it's, a good word.
0: That's a good yeah. word actually. <laughs>
1: Like, don't get me wrong, Xbox have always been kind of that too-cool-for-school bad boy. Like, kind of the next evolution to what Sega wish, wishes they could be. You know, it was like when you had Nintendo that was family-friendly then Sega was the, oh, it's the teenage console, it's the cooler console, and then obviously times change, demographics change, you have to be more edgy and everything. You get a screaming baby turning into an old man and getting you know, thrown away
0: as it were. Yeah. Yeah, if you then and I know it's a your previous example was a PSA, which are by design supposed to be shocking. That was probably well, not probably, it's far worse in terms of what it conveyed than the Microsoft advert. Oh,
1: absolutely.
0: Um, I've got a few quick ones and then I did have some of the most complained about. So if I just do some quick fire ones first. Yeah, go for it. I've got um hot noodle advert that, or these might not necessarily have been banned, but ones that were found to be offensive or complained about. A pot noodle advert, so you think quite inoffensive there, showed a man with a giant brass horn in his trousers, attracted 61 complaints in its first 11 days on air. Last year, or it might be the year before now, most offensive TV advert was for Mr. Kipling's mince pies. And (laughs) Yes, yes. It showed a woman giving birth during a nativity play, and it attracted 806 complaints. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I remember this one. In 2003, the Independent Television Commission, which used to regulate television advertising, received 860 complaints about a Riggs, a Wrigley's chewing gum commercial that showed a man with bad breath coughing up a dog.
1: Yeah, I had never heard about this advert until I was really? looking into this and I saw throw up a dog and i was like see what that the way? hell yeah i was like oh my god
0: <laughs> and the last quickfire one in 1995 a british safety council leaflet that promoted safe sex by portraying the pope in a crash helmet prompted 1100 complaints so
1: <laughs> yeah i can see that
0: <laughs> right do you do you have any other examples we can shoot through
1: um no actually not too many like i was gonna say about the pot noodle one as you said oh, yeah, yeah okay. that was just surreal um there was one that i didn't realize like do you remember phones for you yes yeah There was like a i don't even know if they still exist now it was like a phone shop yep, you know, as the name suggests but there was one where they tried to emulate the i think it's a girl from the ring you know the like oh, right, here yeah. and yeah. like it's a woman in a car park or you know what they do like underground car parks and she looks over and the wee girl standing at the window and then she starts saying oh by the way you could get deals on this or that um and you're like oh god um but no other than that um and there is one uh particular christmas one that was going to bring up but i feel as if you're going to bring it up in your top 10
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, it is, yeah. yeah. And yeah, do you know what? Okay. I'm, I'm not necessarily <laughs> going to do the whole top 10 because or well, if, yeah. if people are counting and there's less than 10, it's because some would have already been mentioned. Okay. But I, I I probably won't go into too much details on these, but these were the most, or a list of the most complained adverts of all time. And some of these are really bad or, or in real poor taste. I'm only going to say them as well. One, because the year they, you know, they these aren't like 30 or 40 years ago. If you want to see like some really shocking ads have a look at the ones from the like the 60s the 50s and 60s because you know and and we can look back at those and say yeah they're absolutely sexist and we shouldn't you know they should have been banned Mm -hmm. then but we're still doing things now that like we've said amazing how it's got aired so the number one most complained about advert was for paddy power so for those who don't know that's a betting company isn't it it's an irish betting company this ad got five thousand five hundred and twenty-three complaints, and it's it was because it was about Oscar Pistorius. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, so again, people don't know he's a South African Paralympian star who I think he was cleared of murdering his girlfriend after a tragic shooting in their apartment. Mm-hmm yeah the bookmakers yeah, they were offering odds i think during it so this was the the advert feature pistorius superimposed on a statue of an oscar award along the alongside the tagline it's oscar time money back if he walks it's um a taste yeah. It, it's, it's yeah. yeah it's incredibly yeah it's incredibly because i think he was later he was convicted later that year actually and was sentenced to 13 years but it's like at what you know sometimes and i I've, I've said this on a few episodes of ours where we've discussed like advertising it's like where's that person that sort of says to the the people that have come up with this look no you know no just stop it and and the fact that it gets to the point where it's published that is just is astonishing so again we're talking that must have been 2013 2014 so we're not talking You know, in in years where legislation wasn't in place. The next one was Tesco, the one you were alluding to, Father Christmas's COVID passport. This was 3,000 complaints. This was, yeah, 2021. The TV campaign featured Father Christmas on his way to deliver presents across the world and using a COVID vaccine passport to get through airport security. The majority of the complaints asserted that the ad was coercive and encouraged medical discrimination, based on vaccine status so
1: that one to me personally is just so baffling because i remember everybody complaining about it there was the big uproar on you know like twitter on like all these tabloid papers and things and i remember watching it thinking okay i'll go in blind i've no idea why people are complaining about this and i watched it and then by the end of it i was like "What, what was offensive about that and then i went back and You know, because they were complaining about that particular part, I was like, oh, for God's sake.
0: (laughs) There's another COVID-related one, Ryanair, Jab and Go, that attracted 2,371 complaints. So the British public felt the ads trivialised the ongoing restrictions and effects on society and that the ads were misleading and socially irresponsible. There was one screw over it quickly booking.com and similar to what the cluck they were using the word booking as a substitute for some another word more a more explicit word um, so yeah that got complained about by 2500 people Wow this one yeah this one again is a is is another paddy power one and yeah paddy power kind of like they do again try to be they like to poke fun at people and things and or celebrities don't they now this one again was 2010 it attracted 1313 complaints for blind wanderers fc and it showed a football match between two blind teams the football which had a bell on its players could hear was kicked out of play frightening a cat which then ran onto the pitch and the cat also had a bell on its collars and is then kicked off the pitch by a player into a tree and you know it's just there's which which part of that do you not want to you know say it should have been banned for? Do you know what I mean? It's uh...
1: I mean the crazy thing is I'm pretty sure that's not the first time that's happened, and, and not so much for kicking the cat, but I'm sure ages ago there was a Specsavers advert where it was a guy who clearly couldn't see, and he saw like this ball like getting thrown into the air, and he went to headbutt it, you know, to headbutt it back to them. But when you looked closer to it, it was a bowling ball. And then the tagline was like, oh, should have gone to Specsavers. And it was like, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are you thinking?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, this one was done obviously for animal cruelty, you know, for ridiculing uh, the blind or or potentially ridiculing the blind. And Paddy Powell's defense was saying the advert featured an action so unlikely it was absurd, but it retracted those complaints and, and got pulled. Go compare, which again you think, how's Go Compare got complained about? But it was the the guys of again for people in the States, Go Compare is a market comparison, isn't it? Like um yeah. you can compare your insurance and more uh, Car insurance, home insurance, etc., and it's got ironically a Welsh opera singer, but dressed up or, or sings as an Italian and's got the Italian accent. It come under fire because he's called Compario. He showed their mascot Tenor Compario getting into a car accident in the advert, which attracted over 300 complaints. He is seen hitting a fallen tree at high speed before flipping the car, then emerging to sing "Go Compare." The Road Safety Charity Break said the advert trivialised the deaths on on British roads. Go Compare defended itself by saying we are highlighting how how the unexpected can happen and how good quality insurance is essential. You you think they're doing it for laughs, right? Which kind of negates that.
1: Well, on the other hand, I always remember growing up and hearing the Go Compare adverts because if you're British, you're know, listening to this. You'll know exactly the. Tuned for it you know the yes, go compare, yeah. blah blah, yeah. blah. and that's probably caused like a couple of your listeners to flip a chair so apologies <laughs> but you had like this advert where he did sing that song and that's all he did he popped up and sang go compare but then after that they kind of leaned into the people hating the go compare guy and this is something that i've talked about um with my friends where they had like this Basically, this nationwide bullying campaign, where <laughs> they had people like saying, "Oh, if I had to go compare, man, this is what I would do." It's fine. Right. Yes, yeah. yeah. And I'm pretty sure they blew him up at one point. Like I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they were like, "You know, throwing things out of," and yeah, you know, it, right. it was like, you know, obviously they are looking at it as, "Oh, haha comedy." People hate them, hate them. So we're going to do this like self-deprecating humor kind of thing, but. Jesus, like, yeah. why would you, you know, I, I don't know, like, I'm surprised that's not the reason it got yeah. shelved, and granted, now, you look at go well, compare adverts, like, I've always seen a handful, but, again, they're so safe, they're just very safe, they're very clinical, they're not they're indefensive, really. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't I see, know.
0: Yeah. No. And, and like I said, I think it's the fact that, yeah, he flips the car, then gets out and sings that song, you know. I think it's just, yeah. it's kind of like cartoon violence they were trying to portray, but in the real world, yeah. when you're actually advertising for car insurance, I guess the two don't mix. Yeah. And you know, I'm just going to do two more quick ones. Deliveroo <laughs> had 300 complaints in 2019. And I'm going to be honest, I've, never use delivery or just eat so Mm. i don't know if it's still a thing that happens but there was an ad and i remember it where a mother gets home and she dishes out from a single bag she get, oh sorry she gets a delivery from a delivery driver and in the bag she pulls out something from multiple different fast food retailers oh yeah but at the time you couldn't actually do that you had to do multiple orders from eat shop so you couldn't just say right i want a kfc a mcdonald's burger king and do it all in one so people were saying that was misleading which again i kind of get whether it deserved that many complaints i don't know but the asa did rule that it was wrong to suggest deliveries could be made from multiple restaurants in a single package so i guess they're just doing their job of making sure that what goes out is what's the word correct and accurate yeah yeah the last one was one I didn't know about either, but it was Photobox, which again, you see, it just seems like <laughs> such an innocuous one. Yeah. So again, Photobox are a, a photo printing company, as you expect. It attracted 212 complaints in 2018. And basically the RSPCA also complained because it showed a family enjoying a barbecue and taking a photograph of their son sitting on top of their Great Dane. The advert was cleared by the ASA after more than 200 people complained on the grounds of animal cruelty and health and safety. They were allowed or they were cleared because they were content that the two dogs used for the ad were not harmed during production. And because of that, we had no reason to believe the dogs used for the ad were mistreated. I think what that just shows is the breadth of you know, what you have to do to be a responsible advertiser, I guess. Because we've gone the whole gamut from things that we've both said, yep, rightly complained about a ban, through to ones that initially look innocuous, innocuous, like the delivery one.
1: No, you're absolutely right. It does seem as if they are quite lenient to begin with. Like, they'll say, oh, this is a guideline you have to adjust yourselves to and then as soon as it goes out they're like oh we've made a terrible mistake we better pull it out but something that and something that you mentioned like at the beginning of the episode i was quite interested in and it reminds me of an example that i saw online was the fact that the ESA have expanded their reach not just to you know like tv and things like that but also the internet like have you seen any examples of them reaching onto the internet to say no
0: that advert's not okay Uh, yeah i mean i haven't got examples of that i'm wondering if we did this episode next year i think it's probably more in the last year or so because the stats i had from the asa was from 21 which okay i'm not saying the internet was new then but yeah i wonder if we go more because yeah the kind of the fake ads and that you see on facebook etc now are just amazing really
1: well, the one that surprised me was there's an English creator called, um, I think his name's Tomska, that's the name he goes by, and he's this YouTuber who you know does all these kind of dark comedy videos and things like that, sometimes a bit too far, sometimes you know, this and that. But long story short, I remember he put out a video once saying that he actually got contacted by the ESA for some of his adverts so basically he was sponsored by a VPN company and he wanted to see how edgy and like violent and dark he can make his adverts until the sponsors actually dropped him or said no this isn't appropriate but apparently he did one that was like so bad that the ASA had to step in and say no listen you're putting out an advert that's implying, like, threats against... Because I can't remember if it was an advert where it was, like, he was pointing a gun or a weapon at the screen, being like, oh, you should get this VPN or else, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, listen, kids are going to be watching this. And it is actually interesting to think that, as you said, even as early as next year, we could be doing another episode like this where, you know, it's a whole lot of bad adverts from the internet as opposed to television.
0: Well, the banning adverts or adverts get complained about all the time. And and the thing oh, yeah. I guess that, that throws up is that it gets that far. I mean, the companies have spent that money and it's actually aired to upset people and then it gets pulled. Anyway, I guess it is an interesting world in, in the sense of we've seen some really simple ones, some quite yeah. clear ones but what gets complained about may not necessarily be the most egregious ones that you and I think are egregious. Okay, well, it's a really interesting topic when you start deep diving into it, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Was there anything else that you had on on this before we end? No, no. Um, all
1: I would say is just, it's amazing how, almost how far, yeah, how much we've taken a step backwards almost in terms yes. of advertising because it feels as if nowadays a lot of adverts are and again like i'm not a big tv watcher nowadays so i can't like say 100 percent that oh this adverts you know terrible this one's good this was bad but i mean growing up in kind of the 90s early 2000s it is interesting to see that there was that shift of advertisers trying to push the limits of what they could get away with. And don't get me wrong, it's successful if people are talking about it, but at the same time, it feels as if now a lot of companies are kind of playing it safe to first and foremost get the product out there and just have a, you know, clean slate. But that's the thing as well, and apologies, like I'm kind of getting too far in the future here, but it's the fact that now that adverts are changing like it's no longer and it's something i've found quite interesting that see when you go into twitter or youtube or tiktok or things like that and you see how nowadays it's influencers that they've yes. got and don't get me wrong they've always had the celebrity for these adverts but now it looks as if it is the influencer that has like millions of followers and i have to admit some of them i look at and i'm like i have no idea who you are Oh, they've got 50 million followers. Yeah. I'm like, great, but I've got no idea. I've got video game consoles older than you. I've got no idea. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's like, it's going to be interesting to see. And again, I sound so nerdy to say, oh, it'll be cool to see how it will be regulated in the future. Because I know there will be that, you know, I'll have to adapt and there will be regulations and guidelines kind of put in. But it is interesting to see that, like, from You know, as you said, like the early days of like you know sixties and kind of controversial of the time moments you've got there to nineties, early two thousands, twenty tens, and now we're moving into this like next age of adverts and things, and there's going to be a whole slew I know that are just going to be banned or.
0: I was going to say, you've given me three things, right, and I'm bound to forget one, so if, if, if nope, it might just become two things. But actually, yeah, jumping back to what you were saying about online adverts, the ones that used to bug me a lot, the ones where you saw ads for mobile games, but they showed gameplay that wasn't in the game.
1: Oh, they're still around, yeah.
0: Are they still around? So you might Sadly, get, like, yeah. I don't know, like... Uh, say a Tetris example of a game and it the advert for it would be showing you having to make a decision like somebody was was freezing cold in a room so did you light the wood first with a match or did you put a fire oh. on or something which were nothing to do with the game the second thing is that yeah ads online the thing I find interesting is a lot of them especially on YouTube are almost like presentations aren't they yeah. rather than clear ads and I think they've tried to clamp down on it but You'd get an ad, and normally its I, I get annoyed with 30-second unskippable ads, but you'd sometimes get like the two-and-a-half-minute ones of oh, yeah. like a guy or a woman saying, oh, do you want to know how I made money? And it was almost like a presentation, like a mini YouTube video, rather mm-hmm. than it being what it was an advert. And yep, absolutely, I've forgotten what the third point was. So, <laughs> 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 oh, it, oh no. It'll come to me. But anyway, cool. right, well thank you for joining me on this discussion anything you want to say again plug for your pod before we go
1: yeah um so if you want to hear more of my ramblings on like different <laughs> topics and especially if you want to catch our episode on as dusk falls which i can't believe that's the only episode you've done on the podcast i need to get you back to do anything <laughs> mass
0: effect or specific games exactly. absolutely there <laughs>
1: Oh, I'll, I'll need to play through them first. I played the first one, but the other two I'll need to play through. <laughs> but that actually, that that's a good shout, but yeah, if you want to listen to that episode or any content from ourselves, yeah, you can hear it on our website, podpage.com forward slash chatsunami. You can also catch us on all good podcast apps. Um, we're also on most social medias. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, although we don't use TikTok as much. Um and such under the name Chatsadabi, or if you want to reach out to me on Twitter, that's Chatsadabi Pod And yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you again. And all that's left from me is I know there are a lot of podcasts from which you can choose. So I thank you for listening to Casting Views. One,
1: two, three, four. If I want your
0: opinion.
1: I will give it to you. Come on, check what we've got, cause you need it. Don't make us get a spark and force me.